0: More NFL fallout from the Russell Wilson trade as Carson Wentz is headed to the Washington Commanders. Why the two moves are connected and what it might mean for the Buccaneers quarterback search. Speaking of the story that won't die, there's a prominent NFL insider who believes Tom Brady may not be done while some are trying to push Cole into the Trask train. And a fresh mock draft from Bucks Nation all coming up right now on the Locked on Bucks podcast. You
1: are locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, Bucs Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, my co-host James Jarco. And I both cover your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Bucks Nation, part of SB Nation. When we aren't here or there, you can find us on Twitter at JR underscore Bucks, at D Harrison 82, at Lockdown Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Thanks again for making us your first view or your first listen of the day. We're starting off the show with Tom Brady because when there is news or speculation involving Tom Brady, you talk about it, especially when he is under contract with the team. That you cover, and while my distinguished co host James Yarko would like to believe there are no legs to the story, there's no reason to keep talking about it uh, until Tom Brady scribbles on a piece of paper, like Ali Marpet did to the commissioner of the NFL, that he is officially retired, there is still an opportunity. And you know what, guys, if you don't believe me, and James, I know you're watching or you're listening, if you don't believe me yourself, maybe you'll believe. Ian Rappaport.
2: And then there's the mother load Ian Rappaport. Let's get to it right here, right here on the Rich Eyes Show. The mother load quarterback story isn't Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not. It just isn't. Even though he might get paid $50 million, he could wind up in Denver or whatever happens to the Packers. It's TB12, sir. It's TB12. Why? Yeah. What's with the door? What's the door still open? Like he goes on Fred Couples podcast just as we get to, to Indianapolis. You know, talking about that he's gonna get through a time little time. more vacation time. Now he's he's sleeping in his old bed, you know, in his old house. And when he gets through all that, then he'll he'll see where he's at, right? And and then Bruce Arians is it, it just, you know, even though I think that would probably be a uh a glazer family decision if Brady says I want out, I want to come back, but not with you Or maybe he comes back with them. What is what is going on with Tom Brady right now? What do you think?
3: Well, Um, there's two things that are going on. First of all, I would assume it sounds like this is like so dumb, but this is the way somebody who knows Brady very well described it to me. I guess Brady walks around with a jug of water all the time, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: right? To make sure that he's fully hydrated. And I made the joke to someone who knows him very well and has known him forever. I go, I guess we can retire the jug. And this person looked at me like I was crazy and was like, oh no, he's still got the jug. Like he's still in shape. He's still eating well. He's still doing the TB12 method or whatever. And he's still keeping himself hydrated in case. He's still doing all the things that he would do in case he wanted to return. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to come back. I know it is at least possible. And I don't know where the level of possible is, but it is at least possible. I also know that Larry Fitzgerald still has not retired. And even last year when it became clear that he was not going to play for the Arizona Cardinals, he still was like, yeah, we'll see. I'm not retired. Um, you know, uh, all of that. So like, it's like these guys want to keep the door open, Hmm. you know, and maybe he's doing some of that too.
2: For what purpose? I I mean, like they announced he's, 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 uh, running lines with Jane Fonda one second. And then the next minute he's got the jug of water and his avocado ice cream and you know, and, and he's still he's still sticking with the plan. Look, I I didn't expect him to just suddenly just, you know, go get a bag of jelly beans and just veg out on the couch, but this sounds like he wants to still play. I'll be very honest with you. This is this is definitely somebody who sounds like he still wants to play. And Arians, his responses when asked about, you know, <laughs> about the possibility of letting him go play elsewhere that, I mean, you could see that really got, I pissed him off. Like you could see that. You could see I, that. I appreciate Bruce Arians so much.
0: Right.
3: Because it would be annoying if you, you know, you go all in, you get Brady, you win the super bowl. And then if he wants to play somewhere else, like for being be like, no, he should play for us or no. Now I will say this: I've seen all the rumors um and the kind of reporting on brady wanting to be in san francisco and i've seen you know mike corio has had some of that i have not personally corroborated any of that Now maybe my sources are not as good i just i've had no one tell me that he actually wants to play for san Fran.
2: well what um, about tampa though i mean because clearly we, we their their quarterback decision may be just well we got gabbard he knows the system it's entirely possible that they might shock everybody and go back to Jameis, which, you know, would kind of be a, a bit of a surprise. But what if they just maintain the status quo and now suddenly it's it June, comes- you know, and then and then we, we give Tom a call and say, what do you think? You know?
3: Yeah. I mean, they it would not be the first big-time quarterback to decide right around June to start a training camp. Yeah, I think I'm just going to play. Um, the other thing is, you know, I would expect them to be looking around and taking a big swing elsewhere anyway, like Deshaun Watson. You know, if I don't think Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson said on the Today Show that he wants to play in the West Coast, so it sounds like no Russ. But, you know, I would think they would take a swing at Deshaun Watson if his legal situation clears up. So I would kind of keep an eye on that as well.
0: All right. So that is NFL insider Ian Rappaport recently on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, it is recent, although obviously it's before the Russell Wilson trade went down, before Aaron Rodgers. Uh, announced that he was returning back to uh, the Green Bay Packers. But it was still recent comments within the last week or so. And I think what's really interesting is, you know, Ian tells the story about the water jug and staying in shape. And look, uh, at a minimum, even if he is retired, Tom Brady still has a business to run. It's TB12. He is the brand. So staying in shape is, is just smart business for that business. But what's interesting to me is when you get past the story of the water jug and all that stuff, Ian says he knows. Ian doesn't say he thinks. Ian does says it sounds like Ian says he knows it is possible that Tom Brady returns. Them talking about a June return wouldn't be the first quarterback doing all that, and you know talking about the comments that Bruce Arians made, saying that he's not going to play anywhere else. That if he plays, he's going to play for the Buccaneers. And I don't blame BA for saying that at all. all. But you listen, Uh, this Deshaun Watson situation getting ready to clear itself up. We're going to know one way or another is Deshaun facing criminal charges? Is he not facing criminal charges? Jimmy Garoppolo and his shoulder surgery. I don't know, guys. Maybe there is a world where there's a three-way trade. Tom Brady goes to San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Houston. Deshaun Watson heads to Tampa. We're going to talk about a mock draft coming from Mike Kiwak, my buddy over at BucksNation.com. But before we talk about that, we're going to talk about football prop bets because the game might be over, but the prop bets are still coming. And basketball is in season on the court, both pro and college hoops going strong and for all your latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where the next fired head coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again, Bucks Fans, for taking out your first listen or your first view of the day. David Harrison here for the Lock Bomb Podcast on Twitter e at D 82 my co-host James Yarko, not here. For the episode, you can find him on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks. And a full seven-round mock draft from Mike King of BucksNation.com, not behind a paywall. You can go ahead and read just by going to BucksNation.com. And in the seven-round mock draft, that's right, seven-round mock draft. Mike does a really good job, in my opinion, but I look forward to your opinions in the comments. Of course, in the first 27th overall pick, Mike has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting guard Zion Johnson out of Boston College writing, quote, Boston College's Zion Johnson may be the best guard prospect in the class after a strong Super Bowl and combine, and he may have guaranteed a higher draft spot than number 27. That said, it's always tough to gauge interest in interior linemen since teams tend to devalue them in round one in favor of other positions, end quote. And that's actually absolutely true. I've seen Zion goes high as like 12, 13. I've seen him go as, lot, as low as, as in, the, in the mid to high 20s where, where we have him here uh, with Mike. And I've seen him off of the first round board. I think he's secured himself a day one spot. So 27, always a little bit tricky when you're talking about day one prospects. But Zion Johnson, especially with Ali Marpet's retirement, even if you bring back Stinny and Capital would be nice to have a guy like Zion in there. Basically, Iron Sharpens Iron. Best The best two guards go out there on the field. The other one, your key rotational piece in the second round, Mike has wide receiver Jalen Tolbert headed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With Mike writing, quote, he's held as a competitive, versatile fleet who understands and executes routes, puts in the effort to block, and shows the ability to make moves in the open field. Smaller school prospects have never scared to win the Bucs before, and they certainly shouldn't hesitate with Tolbert, Tolbert's either, end quote. Yeah, look, Jalen Tolbert, a late addition to the senior bowl roster this season, uh, this offseason, I want to say he was in Los Angeles when he got the call saying that he was going to be a fill-in player. Flew in overnight, showed up, and immediately made an impact uh, on the practices and then in the game. So I think that is an understated talent. Obviously, you know, poise under pressure, ability to perform, and ability to execute with minimal coaching. Jalen Tolbert, uh, definitely a prospect worth looking for. Not a guy that we've talked about a lot on this show, so I'm actually really glad uh, that he came up. Third round pick number 91. Mike has cornerback Martin Emerson, Mississippi State, saying, quote, GM Jason Light has clearly established a type at cornerback over the years. Long, tall, physical. Martin Emerson checks all of those boxes as he can play with some press, but also handles zone coverage with fluid movement and swift recognition pursuit skills. End quote. Length, height, versatility. That's what you want in a cornerback if you're Todd Bowles and if you're in the Todd Bowles defense. That's what Martin Emerson has. Very nice third round pick. Don't think he's uh, you know, a right-away number one. I think in this situation you're still ending with Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting as your one and your two. But look, if he shows some intelligence and some of that versatility, takes that coaching to heart and really kind of learns from it. You never know he could be a hidden gem, another third round gem found by Jason Light and Tampa Bay Buccaneers staff. Now, here's where things get a little bit tricky, uh, just because we don't have compensatory picks yet. So a lot of these are going to be day three projections, round projections, you know what I mean. Um, so you have to kind of take them all with a grain of salt. Fourth round pick, 131 interior defensive lineman, Ayoma Owasarike out of Iowa State. Moving into the fifth round, running back Ty Chandler out of North Carolina. And then in the seventh round, safety, Verone McKinley, the third out of Oregon. So a lot of needs addressed here in this draft. Uh, and a lot of talented players, very talented players, really kind of showing the depth here uh, that this year's NFL draft class has. Again, that mock draft coming from Mike Kiwak over at BucksNation.com read the full thing and all the explanations that Mike has, and then go over there and grade it yourself. Click uh, in the poll to grade the draft, and then go ahead and go down there and criticize or praise as you see fit. One more segment coming up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast for today, and we're going to talk about some of these quarterback moves and what they mean for the Buccaneers quarterback market as we wrap up today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Final segment here today at the Locked on Bucks podcast. David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82 coming solo. My co-host James Jarko not here today at Jarko underscore Bucks. Show at Locked on Bucks. Both of us writing for BucksNation.com on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. The Landscape of the quarterback market for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has shifted greatly uh, with Russell Wilson off the market. uh, Derek Carr maybe never even on the market, but being considered being talked about with having a contract extension. Uh, discussions. Mitchell Trubisky has a lot of northeastern pursuit, kind of primed to come after him. The expectations that Jameis Winston is going to return to New Orleans and Deshaun Watson. We still don't know what the the status of his uh, his his life is going to be as of right now. And then late the latest move, of course, the Washington Commanders trading for Carson Wentz. I'm going to break down what I think it all means for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But first, we had a member of Bucks Nation call in to give us his thoughts. On one of the recent moves, so let's hear now from Tyler out in Boston.
1: What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston. I was just thinking about this this huge news about Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos and what it means for the AFC uh, West division and how that maybe turns into a situation in which Derek Carr is available. Because I know the Raiders were they were a playoff team and they did beat. Chargers that get in. However, you know if you're looking at that division with Russell Wilson on the Broncos, now all of a sudden that team becomes a super contender. The Chiefs we know are contenders as long as Mahomes is playing out at a high level. I think Justin Herbert's a great young quarterback and he's probably getting better and better with each year. And Now you have the Raiders, who although they were a playoff team last year, there's a new regime. There's a new head coach, a new GM. There's um, you know they haven't discussed contract uh, contract extensions yet with Carr, as far as I know. And some guys, sometimes those new regimes, they just want to get their guy, not the 30 year old guy who's been there, not necessarily at least. So I wonder if that means that Derek Carr now becomes a more enticing option for the Bucks. I'm not sure if he, you know, how much of an answer he is. You guys seem to like him a lot. I know he's a good quarterback. I know he's a good human. So it could be an option. I wonder if this Russell Wilson stuff actually kind of makes Derek Carr more of an option because man, fifth, you're the Raiders. You got to go up against those three teams. That's tough. You know, maybe you want to reevaluate things. Maybe they're already doing that anyway because they got the new regime. Anyways, let's hear your guys' thoughts on that.
0: All right, Tyler. We appreciate the phone call. And yeah, Derek Carr is a guy that we really like a lot. And Derek Carr and the Raiders actually have had some extension uh conversations but my understanding is the latest of that is that basically raiders brass they have kind of a number a ceiling that they're willing to go to and they're not willing to go above that number and uh, i mean it's it seems to me that that's not a number Derek carr is looking to settle for or else they probably have a deal done by now right um that being said Derek carr still has a couple years left on his current contract doesn't necessarily mean if they don't reach an extension that he has to be gone uh Derek carr uh, like you said, kind of a, a good human being, right? Good team player, leader. I don't know that he's the type of guy that says, look, we're not going to work out an extension. Go ahead and move me somewhere else. But the Raiders may look to go ahead and move him somewhere else. I know that the Indianapolis Colts, you talk about a team who just got rid of their own quarterback. The Indianapolis Colts are interested in Derek Carr. Now, this is where the Washington Commanders come in. So Russell Wilson ends up going to the Denver Broncos. We know that the Washington Commanders not only put in a call to the Seattle Seahawks about Wilson, but they also made, quote unquote, a very strong offer. and there, the reports that are out about that is that the Washington commanders offered three first round draft picks uh, for Russell Wilson. That is a very strong offer, but we know the Denver Broncos in totality holistically gave more uh, to Seattle. plus Russell Wilson refused to waive his no trade clause to go to Washington. He also refused to waive his no trade clause to go to Philadelphia. So it seems like staying on the west, western side of the country, Denver's not West Coast, but they're you know they're about as close as you can get in the NFL. Uh, without being in, in California, Washington, or you know, maybe maybe Vegas, uh, something like that. So what's curious about this is what Russell Wilson ends up going to Denver. The Washington Commanders also reportedly put in some phone calls to the Raiders about Derek Carr. The latest update, the latest report of the of the Washington Commanders calling the Raiders about Derek Carr was about three or four days ago, uh, depending really on when you're watching. About Monday or Tuesday, uh, depending on when you're watching this. So that's a very recent phone conversation. Now, the Seattle Seahawks trade Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Now, there have been some speculation that the Broncos might use the number 9 overall pick to draft a quarterback. But once the Seattle Seahawks trade Russell Wilson away, it's almost assured that the Seattle Seahawks will use a number 9 pick to draft a quarterback. Now, there is some talk some rumblings that maybe the Seattle Seahawks will go after Deshaun Watson depending on his situation and they now have some draft capital obviously coming from the Denver Broncos to be able to potentially do that. Now, if Houston trades Deshaun to Seattle to get some of those those picks, including the number nine overall pick. You figure Houston's probably going after a quarterback as well, right? So if you're Washington and now the team ahead of you that might be drafting a quarterback in Denver is now either Seattle, who is drafting a quarterback, or it could be Houston, who is drafting a quarterback. Now, you know, you're no longer the first team drafting a quarterback. Not only that, but other teams know that, too. So if there's a there's a team out there who really loves a quarterback. They're now going to look to jump ahead of number nine. Or if they want one of two quarterbacks, they're at least going to look to jump to number 10 ahead of you. So now you're sitting in a position where you went from potentially being the first team to draft a quarterback. Now you might be the third team. And now that could be Matt Corral, Carson Strong. You know what I mean? It could be one of these other quarterbacks. How much do you really believe that that guy is the guy for your team? So you call the Las Vegas Raiders and you say, look, we don't want to draft second or third quarterback. We don't want to give up uh, you know, as much as that was needed. Uh, let's maybe get a Deshaun Watson. Let's call the Raiders about Derek Carr. Whatever happened from that conversation, you have to believe that if the Washington commanders thought there was a real possibility, they would get Derek Carr from the Las Vegas Raiders. they would not have been so quick to pull the trigger on trading for Carson Wentz. Does that mean the Raiders will not trade Derek Carr? Not necessarily. It just might mean that Washington wasn't willing to give up what the Raiders wanted for Derek Carr. So how does that fit for the Buccaneers? well, if they want Derek Carr and if the Colts are now in on Derek Carr or if they want Deshaun Watson and the Seahawks are now in on Deshaun Watson, we're about to get into a bidding war, ladies and gentlemen, for what is available at the quarterback position. So the quarterback shells and this is not no surprise, right? You have you have demand supply versus demand. The supply is getting thinner and thinner. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Russell Wilson is gone. Carson Wentz is gone. I saw a report that said the the Buccaneers are putting in a phone call about Carson Wentz. Uh, super happy that that didn't happen. Super unhappy that he went to the other team that I have to cover. So uh, I get to cover Carson Wentz anyway. But if they want Deshaun Watson, if they want Derek Carr, that market about to get a little bit less flexible, a little bit more crowded, and you now have Seattle in the mix uh, who is playing with a little bit of house money. They've got they've got four draft picks that they didn't have a couple days ago that they are probably more than happy to spend on a quarterback. So very interesting uh, to, to, to watch develop. And I think we're going to have a lot of answers starting Friday. There's, there's, there's speculation or rumors, whatever reports that uh, Deshaun Watson's criminal status will be known uh, Friday. And if that's the case, um, I know some people around the league think that he could be traded as early as Monday or at least agreed to be traded as early as Monday. So we've got one more episode between now and the end of the weekend. We'll keep a, an eye on the reports and the rumors and, and all those things. And of course this time of year, take everything with a grain of salt because it's that type of season. It's it's smoke signal season. So definitely make sure you're taking everything with a grain of salt. But Tyler, thank you for the voicemail and thank you to all of you out there for making the Locked On bucks podcast. First listener, first view of the day. Now for your second, listen, please check out the Locked On NFL draft podcast, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices free and available wherever you get podcasts. I will be back with you before the end of the weekend. If you've got questions or topics you want to discuss, send those into LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com to call in. Be a part of the show like Tyler was by dialing 813 444 5841 For James Jarko, I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at Bucksnation.com. Find us on Twitter at dharris82 at jarcho underscore bucks and at locked on bucks. If you're out about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire those cannons, and thank you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.